Hello and welcome to this week's Real People Talk show. Well, the use of drugs, and in particular methamphetamine, is a growing concern generally, but particularly in the property investment area. So the manufacture of that sort of stuff involves some very nasty chemicals. Because of the mixture of the, those very toxic chemicals and the way they go about it, it can cause some very serious problems. There's two processes. First of all, there's the cleaning of the residence, and then there's the restitution of the damage. Now, unless you have a good property manager or in fact you are testing yourself, the chances are you won't know until it's too late. And being too late can cost thousands of dollars and might even mean total demolition of the property. So would you be covered? How can you tell? What about the extended liability risks? Well, Bushy Martin gets some expert opinion later in the show. Also, Bushy, this week we'll seek to find out from a regular guest of ours and a member of our experts panel, Rasti, from Get Rare Property, what diversification looks like and what the benefits are. Hey, if this is your first time with us, welcome. You're going to find us on all podcast players and through the Southern Cross Oz Stereo Network. If you like the show, hit the subscribe button and help us continue to bring you the best guests, guests each week. Join the conversation anytime, of course, on Facebook, and you'll do that by searching for The Property Hub Collective. We'll be back in just a moment as Bushy kicks off this week's show with Rusty. Property deductions can save you thousands of dollars each year. To make sure you maximise deductions, you need to work with the most experienced quantity surveyor in the country. BMT Tax Depreciation is the leading specialist in the industry. They've completed over 700,000 tax deduction schedules for residential investment and commercial properties Australia-wide. BMT guarantee to find double your fee in the first full financial year deductions. Call BMT on 1300 728 726 today for an obligation-free quote. Here's how Realty's discovery search works. Now, think of AI as an assistant on your real estate journey. How AI works is by using algorithms and data, the words that you use to describe the type of property you want. By entering what you want, the AI learns and makes predictions or decisions and then shows you the results. So rather than searching by suburb and then property type and land size and so on, simply type in or say what you want. The more you use Realty's AI discovery search, the more accurate it becomes. Realty Talk from Property Hub on all podcast players. Now, it's a sad truism that around 90% of property investors never get beyond one to two properties, which unfortunately is never gonna get them to the financial freedom that they're looking for, and it puts them in a situation where they've got all of their investment eggs in a high-risk basket. Now compare this with the 1% of sustainably successful investors who invest in a way that enables them to live life on their own terms and achieve their version of financial freedom. So what separates the best from the rest? Well, quite simply, as you're about to hear, they focus on building a diversified portfolio of properties. So what does this actually mean and why is this important? Well, to reveal this, we're joined again by Rusty Vibhat, the author of the highly acclaimed book, The Property Wealth Blueprint, and he's the founder of leading national buyers agency, Get Rare Properties. So welcome back to the Property Hub's Realty Talk Show, Rusty. Thank you, Bushy. Rusty, uh, another great subject to dive into here in, in relation to diversification, and I think never 
more important, uh, given the market conditions that we are and will continue to experience in the in the years ahead. So to kick things off, Rusty, what's your de- definition of a diversified portfolio? Sure. First of all, I'll say that when we when we're really talking about building the building wealth, not all eggs in the same basket. Uh, is the definition of diversification. And what it also means, it's not really just putting all the eggs in the property asset class. It should also be diversified in other asset classes like debt market or share market. When it comes to diversification in property market, I also say that it's diversification, not just on the basis of the location, because that's what people think geographically. If I buy one here, buy one there, it's good enough. It's also diversification in terms of the type of the property, whether it's a house unit and the likes, uh, then also the budget of the markets. And what I mean by that is that if you're really targeting the same demography, we are actually kind of dependent on that demography to do well. So if you really buy maybe a middle range, a lower range, low socioeconomic, and then also high luxury. So that's where the diversification can be buying multiple types, different types, different locations. It's my definition of diversification in property market. Yeah, I love that. And it's you make a really important distinction there. That's not just about geography and location. It's the, the type, the demographics, the budget. The So you're really uh, spreading your eggs to a point where uh, if one area or one income level or one demographic is not performing well, as others can pick it up. So uh, really good distinction there. Uh, the obvious flow on from that, Rusty, is why is a diversified portfolio important then? Um, coming from the financial markets, Bush, if I can say this, uh, there's no free lunch. But the closest thing that can come to as a free lunch is diversification. For the obvious reasons, and the reasons are it actually diversifies for risk. Just like what we know that Australian property market is not homogeneous, it's actually heterogeneous. We have markets within the markets. So when we buy multiple properties across different sectors, different geographies, and whatnot, we are actually diversifying for risk. We are also diversifying for growth because depending on where, what that market is doing, like where they are in the property cycle, we don't really want, I mean, the good thing is that when everything is going up and when you have something more of a synchronous market, you are actually on the top of the market because everything is going up for you. Yeah. But the downside of it is that if everything goes down, I mean, that market is going down and you have all the exposure there, everything is coming down. So the best way as a free lunch in diversification is that you buy in asynchronous markets. What it means is that when, a market is going down, a property is not working for you, there's always other property or other sets of properties which are working in favor of you. So what we are doing is though the property market goes up and down, but when you have a diversification in play, then you actually get to a a lot more smoother experience of that portfolio. There's other advantage of that, which people tend to overlook. And that is, it also gives you an advantage of deleveraging whenever you're doing it. So as an example, if I have to really go out on a world tour, I need some money in my pocket. Now I can really choose from that point of view that what property or what market should I really take the exposure off so that I can really sell it at the right pricing. So it's not really just about buying it low from the diversification point of view, but it's also about thinking where it allows us, that allows us to exit later on. So it's more of an exit strategy that it really helps us early on. Yeah, beautifully said. And I, I think sort of reading between the lines of what you're sharing there with us, uh, making sure that your portfolio is uncorrelated so that they're, they're not all going up and going down at the same time, but you'll have some going up, some going sideways, some perhaps sort of easing so that the uh, overall exercise 
means that you're in good position. But you've also then, as you've very well reinforced, got the opportunity to make choices around what you're doing with uh, each property at the right time uh, in relation to where you're at as far as your strategy goes. So, yep, brilliant uh, thoughts there. Uh, sort of going on from there then, Rusty, what are the flow-on benefits of a diversified portfolio then? Yeah, so when we really talk about diversified portfolio, first of all, what we've just realized is that instead of buying a $2 million property, one asset, what we're really saying is let's go for a diversified portfolio. Automatically, what we are saying, let's use that same budget of $2 million now buy maybe three, four, or five, whatever you know your personal subjective numbers comes up with. What it really means is that you're buying multiple properties. Also, it means in a way that you're buying smaller size properties. Now, what it does in a way is that when we really look at the yield number as in the rent as a percentage that we collect on the on the purchase price, the yield of a smaller size property actually gets higher or better. So when you go for a diversified portfolio, yield gets better as a percentage. What also it means that because we are not really buying the premium properties of, of around $2 million, where there's a lot of, the way I look at it, there's a land component, there's a building component, and there's a sentiment value of that. So the more we go to the uh, daily routine property, the, the sentiment value or the luxury value is actually taken off. So to me, in my definition, a lower end property is a lot more closer to its intrinsic value which basically means closer to its land plus building value. Uh, so you're not really paying a lot more premium, which you're paying otherwise just for the location. Because today there are people who are happy to pay that price. Doesn't really mean that's really the value. But of course, you know, the property investing works in a way that today I'm paying this much price. There will be always other buyer later on because we believe in the long-term uh, growth of the property market. But believe it or not, that's not true. It grows for sure, but the rate of growth is actually different because of the different supply and demand uh, forces playing in, behind it. So if I really think about the whole, I guess, um, the, the thematic behind property investing in Australia and why it is safer is because of the population growth. Now, when there's a population growth is happening, there's a lot more people who are coming as a student in this country or uh, young traders who are coming in this country. And the demand that they have is not for the luxury property, they're actually for the daily routine property whereby they're just looking for a roof on their head. So what it means is not only the yield percentage is better, the growth and the growth is better, and also it's much more safer because there's always a lot more demand in that segment. And um, the other thing I would also say is that you don't really have to go and uh, buy uh, you know, four or five properties at the same rate. What we can say is that whenever you have affordability in terms of the cash flow, as an affordability for holding the property, also the deposit that you really need plus the safety net for a smaller size property, it's a lot lower. So as an example, if you have to buy a property for about 500K, um, the amount required uh, in terms of the equity or the cash to buy that property is a lot more smaller than someone who's going to buy a $2 million property. So what it means is that sequentially, it's much more easier for anyone to keep on building the portfolio one property at a time and because of the virtue of better yield, better growth, that means there's a lot more borrowing power because of the yield, a lot more equity in the portfolio because of the better growth, relatively speaking, and not a lot more risk appetite because that's why they can choose to go more. And also the lender would love that person because they would see that this is more of a business approach that the person is taking and the lenders would be happily lending more money. 
So yes, as a broker, you know better that it's not just about the simple DTIs and debt to income ratio. It's more about the credit risk and the collateral and the character and everything comes into play when it comes to the credit assessment for taking more loan. Because as an investor myself, I got a lot of properties, my DTI income ratio is going through the roof. And people tend to ask me like, how come, when we are really talking about six to eight DTI, how come your numbers are far more inflated from there? And the key is taking this as a business. And when you can really see that you as a borrower is taking it as a business and making money out of it, the lender would also love you because they make money when they lend you money, you borrow money to make money. So then it becomes a lot more easy handshake on both sides. Yeah, beautifully said. And I think you make a really good point uh, because I, I've, I've heard this a lot in recent times, Rusty, uh, people asking the question, well, should I buy a, a one high value property or a number of uh, lower value properties? And as, as you beautifully said there, uh, it, it, property or any investment comes down to supply and demand. Now, uh, if it's more affordable or lower price, you're going to have more potential buyers and sellers uh, so that you're more likely to be in the sweet spot as well as enjoying uh, increased yields that, that go with that exercise. So some real merit in uh, adopting that that approach, uh, which you've explained uh, beautifully. Thanks, Rusty. So to, to summarise all of this then, Rusty, what, what are your key uh, takeaways on this subject? Yeah, my key takeaway, first of all, would be saying that as an investor, it's not just about finding the right property. It's actually about finding the right investment. And sometimes the right property might not be the right investment. So that's where it's more, more methodical approach. They are a lot more strategic when it really comes down to building wealth through property investing. Diversification is certainly the key. And if I really go back to the statistic that you uh, put early in the, in, the, in the chat was that 90% of property investors end up buying only one or two investment properties. But it's only a handful of percentage, like less than 1% of property investors in a country obsessed with property investing it's only that percentage who's able to build that portfolio of five or more properties. Yes, somebody might argue it's not about the number of properties, it's about the wealth uh, or, or rather the value of the properties. Somebody even, I, I would even go and argue saying it's not about the portfolio value, it's actually the, the equity that matters because that's yours. Uh, so really going by, going by those statistics, if you really see that how this less than 1% successful property investors are doing things, um, and if I can summarize, there are only two things that they're doing differently than the average property investor. And if you want to become a successful property investors, I think it's better for all of us to really learn from what the successful property investors are doing. And if I have to summarize in two words, that's that of the strategy, which is basically getting the blueprint from where you are to where you want to go, just like a GPS in your physical journey. And the second part is due diligence. Because yes, theoretically, we can learn a lot more about the strategy, we can learn how to fly our plane, but unless we learn with experience and know how to do it and a lot more confidently we can do it, that's where the due diligence comes into play. So if you can do it right, the strategy and due diligence, uh, I'm pretty sure there will be a lot many successful property investors rather than just a generic property investors. Yeah, well, extremely well said. And and something you mentioned earlier in the in the chat is, is treating your investment as a business. Uh, rather than just something that's a bit of a sideline hobby. I think that's uh, the, the discipline you bring to that exercise is, is going to give you much uh, better reward. So look, uh, again, I want to thank you for reinforcing the critical importance of building a diversified investment portfolio, Rusty. 
And for those of us who've really resonated with your message and want to take action from here, how can Realty Talk listeners get a free copy of your great book, The Property World Blueprint, to help them follow your proven steps to build their portfolio? Sounds good. So like if it is about getting the book, yes, they can jump on the website, getrear.com.au. Um, and uh, the book is for anyone um, who would like to learn about the blueprint or the GPS or the strategy around uh, building wealth for themselves or building a robust portfolio, a diversified portfolio. Um, oh, I like the book. There was not, no such book like that before. That's why I actually took time out to really share my insights uh, on how to go about doing it. So that's what I've compiled. And it's free, of course, for anyone who would like to get a copy of that. Uh, yeah, it's a it's a great book. I've I've read it myself, uh, and it goes through from where to go, and and does give them that uh, GPS that that you're talking book. So I can I can personally recommend that. Uh, so again, uh, you can get it for free. It, it's it's I think uh, you're doing people a great service by giving it to them for nothing because there's a lot of value in that book, Rusty. So uh, again, if you want to grab yourself a coffee, jump on getrare.com.au. And uh, the uh, website will t will take you from there to actually allow you to get that copy. So again, uh, thanks for sharing all of this and your words of wisdom here on the Property Hub's Realty Talk Show, Rusty. My pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Hi, just before we go back to the show, uh, I want to spend a few seconds and tell you about a book that was sent to me that's now become my go-to reference when I'm looking for inspiration about property investment. You know, sometimes it's not about knowing all the answers. It's certainly more important to know what questions to ask. This book by Rasti uh, is called The Property Wealth Blueprint. And it's one that you don't read just once and then put it away. It stays out as a reference. It's a book that you go back to time and time again, as I do, because it's packed with personal experience and with great examples of how to get property investment right. Uh, it's very frank, it's to the point. And as you can see here, uh, I've needed to bookmark several points. And I can tell you that it's a constant companion on my desk here. The remarkable thing is that it's absolutely free on Rasty's website, getrare.com.au. Get Rare, it's a gateway to a richer life. The website there for you again, getrare.com.au. So get this book, get it for yourself. Subscribe now to Realty Talk. It's out every week. Now, finding out that your investment property has been used as a drug lab is more than just distressing. It's inevitably expensive. Whether your rental was turned into a cannabis grow lab or used to cook methamphetamines, chances are there's going to be substantial damage to the premises. So if you're a property investor landlord and you discover that your tenants have been cooking more than just their dinner in your rental property, it's going to take more than a bit of a go over with some spray and wipe to clean the premises if it's been used as a drug lab, as this unfortunate trend continues to grow. But the important question is meth contamination covered by your landlord insurance? Well, to discuss this, we're joined by Wayne Johnson, the state manager of New South Wales and South Australia for specialist landlord insurer, EBM Rent Cover. So welcome to the Property Hubs Realty Talk Show, Wayne. Thank you very much, Bushy. Great to be here. Great to be chatting to you, mate. And you, you're on the road and, and doing the work out there on the Hastings, which is uh, great to see. So uh, just, just to set the scene around this this whole issue, Wayne, uh, what damage can meth labs create in rental properties? 
Well, I think everybody knows that uh, the manufacture of that sort of stuff involves some very nasty chemicals. Uh, and often uh, those chemicals are handled by people that really don't know what they're doing. They're certainly not chemists. Um, and so because of, because of the mixture of the, those very toxic chemicals and the way they go about it and the unsupervised or, you know, it's, I mean, how do you, there's no manual for creating methamphetamine labs. So, uh, yeah, it's it's very toxic material. Uh, and as a result of that, which we'll discuss a little later, it can cause some very serious problems to the residents. Yeah, okay. Well, there's certainly that that ongoing chemical residue that can pretty much seep into everything everything yeah, yeah certainly yeah. create some issues down the track so uh, uh sort of moving on from there then wayne what should landlords or investors do if they suspect that their rentals being used to manufacture meth okay so yeah there, there's some curly things to consider here first of all uh i'd certainly be having a chat with the landlord to <laughs> let them know what's happened um uh, secondly yeah uh, i would be uh, contacting the insurer straight away uh, just to alert them of the possibility. But from there, uh, really what should happen is testing. Uh, if there's any evidence of manufacture or smoking, uh, then uh, we, we need to ensure that the legal liability aspect is covered here primarily. Of course, there's damage, but uh, there are other issues which we'll discuss a little later on. So yeah, m most definitely we need uh, a testing regime happening as quick as we can, but um, all stakeholders need to be advised of what's happening. Yeah, and you make a good point there. Uh, letting the insurer know straight off the bat can uh, also influence the the outcome later on. But uh, tell me, Wayne, if if a rental's been contaminated, what's required to make the property fit to live in again? Okay, so um, there's there's two processes. First of all, there's the uh, the cleaning of of uh, the residence, and then there's the restitution of the damage uh, that's been caused by the residue. Um, so that that entails a whole lot of things. Um, there needs to be um, uh, special uh, cleaning processes with uh, contamination boxes, etc. Um, the place needs to be thoroughly cleaned uh, by a professional cleaner. It's not just your cleaner down the road. Uh, these people need to know what they're doing. Um, and then from there, we need to ensure that any of the surfaces, any of the, the furnishings, the soft furnishings, any of the walls, ceilings and other parts of the building uh, are restituted. Um, because uh, leaving uh, any any residue there at all could pose uh, a health risk and, uh, and primarily, but also a legal liability risk for the property owner down the track. Yeah, well, let's jump straight into that then, because uh, you've touched on that. Uh, the lingering presence of meth toxins, does it actually present a liability risk, Wayne? Well, uh, potentially it could. Uh, these things uh, are never a certainty until uh, someone takes action and you know, it goes to the authorities. But yeah, potentially it could. And, and I certainly wouldn't like uh, to have a young baby in a house where uh, some of these residues have been left there. I would want to ensure as a landlord and also as a tenant that um, the contamination was you know, completely cleaned. And uh, to that end, that's why we need these professional cleaners in, and also uh, the measurements before and after. People that understand how to measure accurately whether there is an issue. Yeah, and uh, what about uh, potential breaches of the Residential Tenancies Act? Is, does that uh, influence by any of this? Well, uh, there is a duty of care. I mean, all states, uh, as investors will probably know, have different rules. It's just one of those things about Australia. <laughs> uh, but there is uh, generally across all of them a duty of care. And uh, and if the if the agent uh, and or the landlord uh, can't demonstrate that they've done everything possible to eliminate these sorts of problems, then yes, there is def definitely a legal liability issue, a potential legal liability issue. 
Uh, and when these things um, go to the authorities, mud sticks on everybody. So, <laughs> yes. Important. Of course, the health issue is the, is the primary concern. Yeah. yeah, of course, of course. All right. Well, uh, the 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 big question then, which comes back to your area of expertise, uh, are the cost to clean and repair damage resulting from a drug lab and or a meth contamination covered by landlord insurance? Well, uh, as an easy answer to that, um, not all landlord insurance policies are the same. Um, banks and generals will call a, a policy a landlord insurance, and yes, they certainly have some sort of cover. Uh, there are just a few specialist landlord insurers um, products available, uh, and um, a couple of those products, including EBM rent cover, uh, have, have coverage for uh, contamination by meth and also um, damage caused by hydroponic. Uh, so we have coverage up to $70,000 uh, for the cleaning and restitution. Um, and looking at the average claim, um, the um, the cleanup costs, uh, we've had 25 since January 2001. Um, and the cleanup cost is about 62000 on average. And then uh, removal of contamination, I think the average is about $34,000 a claim. So these are not cheap jobs. Um, and to get a specialist in, it's going to cost. And so it's very important that you check with your insurer and ask them, are you covered for these particular circumstances? Well, just sort of uh, summarising that, uh, I know that the sort of general off-the-shelf uh, in landlord insurance obtained uh, through the general insurers and, and or the banks generally don't cover uh, yeah. any of these issues uh, as opposed to what you do there at EBM. You buy your milk and your meat at Coles. Uh, and you buy your insurance policy for the specialist landlord insurance provider. We don't sell milk or meat. <laughs> it's a pretty, pretty good analogy. And look, uh, I, I really want to thank you for these really good insights, Wayne. Uh, it really does clearly reinforce that while claims for drug lab cleanups and meth contamination aren't that common, but they are on the increase, when they do occur, they're clearly very expensive which is why having a policy with a landlord insurance specialist like uh, your own EBM rent cover that covers these and other events you know, is really a very smart investment for landlords rather than just relying on a limited cover generalist policy because, as, as I always say, it's not a matter of if an issue is going to occur, it's just a matter of when. So uh, thanks again for showing all of this on the, the show here today, Wayne. My pleasure. Thanks, Bushy. Cheers, everybody. Successful property investment is a game of finance. Do you have the right team and the right game plan? Realty Talk is brought to you by Know How Property. More than mortgage brokers, Bushy Martin and his team of investment architects set you up with a sustainable strategy structured to lower your costs, tax, risk and stress while increasing your capacity for growth. Know How has helped over 1,900 homeowners and investors secure more than $800 million in property wealth. So get set to live more, work less, and live your legacy. Want to know how to invest in your freedom? Visit knowhowproperty.com.au. Subscribe now to Realty Talk. It's out every week. And that brings us to the end of this week's show. A big thanks to Wayne and Rasty, who joined Bushy in this week's show. Make sure that you don't miss a single episode of Realty Talk or Bushy's Get Invested podcast, both delivered to you each week. 
And you can do that by subscribing at the Property Hub now on your favourite podcast player or wherever you are listening to or watching this show. Also join the conversation anytime on Facebook at the Property Hub Collective. Thanks to our supporters and content partners, realty.com.au, BMT Tax Depreciation, Know How Property Finance, Get Rare Property and Apiro Marketing. I'm Kevin Turner and on behalf of Bushy and the whole Property Hub team, I look forward to seeing you again next week.